Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Well, we are now ranked third, third, I can't believe that, in the world. So what on earth is going on with our sport and what can we do about it? Jim Kays is all things code. He loves the sport and getting into the details of it. And he's with us now to solve some problems. Morning, Jim. Morning, Izzy. How are you, my friend? Great to have you on the show. You heard that. Are we in panic stations already or are we just a bit harsh? Uh, no, I think there's some genuine concerns around the game. Um mm. Yeah, where do you start? You know, uh, it was interesting. I was, I was listening to a couple of guys talk about school rugby the other day and, and how the numbers are dropping mm. away. We know the numbers have dropped away in, in the clubs. Uh, and, you know, if you talked about uh, Super Rugby Pacific and for no fault of anyone's, you know, COVID has interfered and there's just been no momentum, yeah. has there? There's been no structure to it, no momentum, nothing to get in behind if you're, if you're a fan. And I think overall that means that there's a lot of people who are just disengaged from rugby um, as players, as fans, and, 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 you know, that's a real concern. I, I, think, I think there's some genuine concerns about our game. and It is still uh, Tony Kemp, it is still the national sport, but... <laughs> I think it's precarious, Israel. I, th- I think that, you know, if we're not mm. careful, um, boys in particular are not playing the game. The, the numbers are good with the with the girls coming through the schools. Yeah. So the woman's side of the game is very strong. But the boys' male side of the game, it's absolutely struggling. And, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what Mark Robinson and, and the New Zealand rugby union try to do about it. What, what do you feel? Why is it is it struggling? Is it a, a, the style of footy we're actually playing? Is it the refereeing? Is it the safety factors that a lot of parents are pulling their kids out because of concussions and safety measures within high school? Like, what what is the underlying factor you feel of why our national sport, the All Blacks brand, is not attracting the numbers that it used to? I think at a, at a at a lower level, at the grassroots level, as as the cliche goes, what you've said is is mm. absolutely accurate. Um, I would add to that uh, changing work lives for people uh, and also the variety of sports that young fellas can do nowadays. You know, when I was a kid, you pretty much just played rugby. 
uh, or, or football. Yeah. Now there's a whole heap of stuff that people can do uh, in a sporting sense. I think also um, the game is extremely has become uh, very gladiatorial. It's more a, a collision sport than a contact sport, and I think that's a significant mm. difference. You know, when it was a contact sport. Um, it was more of a game for all sizes, and I think part of the problem is now you've, you've, you know, you've got to be a hundred kegs, you've got to be stripped, you've got to be all those sorts of things that we see yeah. at an All Blacks level. So if you're a young fella who's a little bit skinny, a little bit pudgy, a little bit short, a little bit tall, and 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 bean bean Polish, is the game still a game for you? You know, um, and, mm. and then it's just you've got to be near your fans. I always think and. And there's a disconnect between the young guys coming through and the players who are playing the game at the at the highest level so that they really get to see their stars. It used to be a very uh, sport where you could um, be around some of your heroes all of the time, and I, and I think that's, that's sort of disappeared as well. But overwhelmingly, mate, the last three years has been out of everybody's control. So you've just seen COVID yeah. rip through the game. We haven't been able to have fans at the at the grounds, and that's had a massive, massive impact on the NPC and on um, Super Rugby and on the All Blacks. So, hopefully, if we get back to a little bit of normality around sport, then things can start to flow again. But even before COVID, the number of boys playing the game was falling away, and the numbers were propped up yeah. by the girls who had taken up the game. So, somehow, we've got to get boys back into playing the game of rugby. Uh, we've got Jim Kays on the line here. Double eight, double three. If you've got a question for Jim, or, or let us know how engaged are you with the sport at the moment? How engaged are you with our national game, rugby? Jim, Louis, Louis here, mate. I, I'm wondering. Everything you say resonates with me, but what's concerning is I feel like there is a few of us, and and lots of people actually about five years ago asking these questions, which I wonder if we were probably too insular at the time as a game or as a the body looking after the game and didn't quite acknowledge them. And now maybe we're starting to have these conversations. So first we need a solution, but then are we going to go through a bit of a down period while we actually try and re-engage? And are we actually going to see like a period that could take four, five, six years here before these solutions, if we find them, start coming into effect? Yeah, look, it might take it might take that time. Uh, and you're right, this has been talked about for a very long time. I've been covering the game for a long time and this sort of stuff has been talked about for a long time. There are, I think, some simple solutions. Why is rugby always played on a Saturday? Uh, if I, my daughters played netball, their games were Tuesdays and Thursdays. For school sport, why don't we play it during the week when it's more when it's easier? If it's a rural school, why don't they play during the day on a on a Tuesday or Thursday or, or whatever day during the week when when you've got those kids already at school and you're not having to bring them back to to somewhere from a farm that might be an hour away? Um, and within the city. We all know how hard it is to get around Auckland uh, at peak hour. So why not play some of those sports during the week when it's easier to get, you know, you've already got them all together. Why, why is rugby not played straight after school on a Wednesday? You know, everybody's already at school. It's a simple thing to do. That's what a lot of other sports do. I've watched my, ne- my nephew play football after school on a, on, a, on a midweek. So not everything has to revolve around the traditional Saturday. Um, mm. That would be a really, really simple way uh, to get kids to play, what about a better connection between club and school? They used to, you know, so that um, you make sure that every team is full. 
you know, we, we seem to have a little bit still of a competition between clubs which try to field under-15, under-17, under-19 teams and schools which are obviously fielding, uh, you know, similar sorts of age-grade guys. So why why not have just one competition? Maybe maybe we need to have clubs that look after schools within the area. Uh, just little things like that, I think, would, would go a long way to, to solving these problems. And, and maybe looking at the type of game that's played at school. It doesn't need to be the collision sport that we see at a higher level because that is definitely putting some people off. You know, we know that everybody grows at different rates. Um, I was a skinny little fella right up until about seventh form. Well, actually, I was a skinny little fella right up until about senior rugby. Now I wish I was a skinny little fella again. Um, but, you know, you, you've got to cater to the, to the different people and the different sizes. Uh, so all all yeah. sorts of things like that, but it's a definite issue. You know, I, mm. I know that there are clubs that used to field 11 senior teams that now field maybe one or two. So it is an issue. The rugby union needs to address it, and they need to think outside the square and be a little bit more, bit, bit more flexible, uh, perhaps in the staging of games and when those games are going to be played. I love it, love it. Love it, Jim. Oh, you're very, very passionate. You've hit the nail on the head right there. And then another topic, mate, that very people are very, very passionate about is is the current game and how it's been reffed and the rules. We've got a text message here. It's boring. There's too many rules. Do you feel like the way the game's been reffed at the moment, the interpretation of all the laws, like the refs are being told to ref a certain way so they're actually losing their instinctual fa- um, way of seeing how a game should be played? Do you feel like refs... Are being refed too much? Maybe. Referees are certainly under pressure to referee mm. the way that World Rugby wants them to referee so they get to the World Cup. And just like a player, the referee wants to get to the World yeah. Cup. So, yeah, look, I think that mm. there needs to be some... You need to have a look at that. But I tell you what, I get a bit fed up with the poor referee copping it all the time because I go back to players yeah, yeah. and coaches. And players we and need coaches them in the game. Influence... Absolutely. And if you coach to mm. tackle high, if you coach to tackle around the, around the nipple line, your margin for error is very, very low. So your ability to slip up from there is very, very low. If you coach to, to fly in at rucks, to take people out and around the side of rucks, to do all of those sorts of things, then you're opening yourself up for the referee to blow the whistle. So it has to be a three-way thing, doesn't it, fellas? You know, you've yeah. got the referee, yes, mm. but players need to take responsibility for not ballsing up the game by continuing to, to give away penalties. And coaches need to coach that way. On that note, here's something for you to think about as a wonderful fullback. If you got beaten by a guy, let's say that mm. it doesn't happen very often, is it? It's okay. Let's say a winner <laughs> comes at you. The, the winner steps you, right? Yep. You don't yep. get penalised. You don't get penalised, do you? You've been beaten by a player and you don't get penalised. Mm. If we've got a scrum mm. and one prop absolutely murders the other prop, it becomes a penalty. Why is that? Mm. Yeah. Why is it that we penalise um, for being beaten by the opponent, but we don't penalise anyone else in, in, a, in a game of rugby for being beaten by their opponent? If we've got a line-out and Sam Whitelock pinches the ball off the opposition guy, that's not a penalty. It just baffles me that yeah. we have another little rule in there that slows the game down, you know? Yeah, just things like that. and that is the I question too, it, Ace. Slowing the game down is, is a big issue at the moment, and, and that's no the one, way of trying to speed no it up, which one, is not... Mm. No one pays to watch scrums being reset, for God's sake. 
you know? <laughs>
It's a big, big, big question. And, and look, that David Harvey, he is a different 12 compared to the 12s that we've had to be able to get you over the advantage. You're not going to get David Harvey running straight and hard and strong and getting your gain line. He's a different style of 12. Whether Roger Tuivasa Shet can do that with his amazing footwork, from what I've seen, I've, I've had a lot of, um, seen a lot of positives for him, particularly shifting in there. Wherever they play Rico, that is the question. Can he go to centre? Mm-hmm. ALB moving into 12. Look, they got they got options there, but it's what kind of 12 that they're after. We're not going to have that Nani Laomapi. We're not going to have that Ma'anonu who can get you gain line. It's trying to evolve our 12 into a 12 that can play his style of rugby. That is the question. Jim Case, we're going to have to let you go, mate. Uh, we really appreciate you on our show. Um, you're very passionate, very detailed no as always, and you've got the text machine flying, so we'll get those covered <laughs> very, very shortly, Jim, but appreciate you on the show, mate. As always, Cheers, thank Jim. you very much. No worries. Thanks, guys. See you, fellas. Bang. Just awesome. like that, is he? That's how you do it. I knew that the rugby summit, one person, Jim. <laughs> Jim Case, he had some very, very valid points, eh? And and when I was playing, Jim was actually a journalist, and uh, he was a good man. He was a good man, and he's very honest and open about uh, what he says and what he feels passionate about. And it's um, it's great. And he's got the text machine flying. And this one is, uh, is is a good one. How can fans become engaged when the best players are constantly being rested, given time off? Can you imagine the NFL allowed Rogers, Mahomes? Brady to take the first weeks off the season. From a fan's point of view, it seems like there is lack of pride in representing the Super Rugby teams. And that is a very, very passionate thing because I remember one day I was talking, I've got to get off shortly, one day I was talking on Sky TV and I said that they were going to arrest Artie Savia and Geordie Barrett straight after and then bang, who messages me? Ian Foster. Fozzie coming at me left, right and centre. We don't tell them to rest their players, they make their own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've, hit, I've, hit, I've hit a nerve there, Fozzie. Sorry, brother. Anyway, great to chat with Jim Kays. We're going to come back and do our pacing for purpose very shortly. Louis Hermont, he'll have some gravy on that. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.